Hello everybody, this is uh, Kevin at Podcast for Me. Podcast for me as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, K-Dog, also known as Kevin. You can interchange those names, you know. I'm recording this podcast on 6-12-2018. And um, originally I wasn't going to do one tonight because I was uh, getting sleepy. But uh, some kids, some teenagers came in. Let me explain myself. So I'm sitting there watching some comedy. And uh, all of a sudden I see a gun through the window. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I run out there, red mad. Like this fucking, like, I don't know why I ran out. I see a gun and I run out. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But I ran out there so angry. And so I was halfway towards these kids. I didn't even notice it. I was already like halfway to them. Ready to beat the shit out of them. And then I noticed it was kids. So I was like back the fuck off. And I went to smiley face mode. And I'm like hey bro. What the fuck is up? And I noticed that they had BB guns. That's what the fuck I saw. And um, I'm like what the fuck? BB guns? Hey guys. Don't be flashing that shit in front of the window. They laugh. They do their little thing. But I had I, fe- I felt like it was like a laugh, like, don't look weak, bro. Just laugh it off. And I was like, oof. I was like, hey, man, don't be flashing them fucking guns in front of my window, yo. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah. Sorry about that. And so they laughed and walked away real quick. And so I thought to myself, <laughs> it's weird. I thought to myself, what would it be weird if they swatted me? Let me explain what swatting is. It's uh, somebody who calls the cops and say that there's a bomb or some shit like that. Something of a significant threat at a person's place. If you know the address, you could just do that. SWAT team comes up. You know, you come outside. If you fit a description or you uh, move a certain way as some as the police and guns and lights are hitting at you at a certain uh, level, you're supposed to just know how to obey uh, authority. But you make one false move, you're fucking dead. And then you're a YouTube video, and then within a week you're forgotten. So I thought maybe I should just make a podcast, you know, <laughs> just to gaze, you know, as in the sense of like, who was he? What was he? And usually I make these podcasts, I do the news, and then I riff about shit, so you can look at my podcast before. But I felt like I wanted to get some certain thoughts out there in the, in the event of uh, swatting happens. You know, because I mean, like, this is some fake shit. Like, I don't think those kids are going to do anything. They could flip out and just, you know, kick the door down and kill me or some shit like that. <laughs> Or SWAT me, and then some random like SWAT team guy just thinks I fit a description and shoots the shit out of me. You know that could happen, but I don't think so. But as irrational as I am, I figured I'd get some certain thoughts out. You know, I do these things because I like if I pull the curtain back a little. Let me let me let me throw some shit at you. I make these podcasts to. I think I've said this before. Is to is to get my thoughts out there. So you have an idea who I was, you know, at the end of it. And, you know, in in one aspect, if my kid ever listened 
to the podcast, you know, whatever, 44, I think this one is. Well, original, and then I got a bunch of random podcasts out there that number. I, w- I would like it to be like, oh, yeah, this is who he was. You know, good or bad, but this is the truth of me, you know. I think that'd be important for a, a, a child to know about his father, good or bad. If he thinks, well, that guy's an asshole, or that guy was spot on. But I always wanted to be the guy who was like the purveyor of truth, as in, you know, I didn't look too left and I didn't look too right, you know. I always wanted to be the guy who goes against the grain, but like for good reason. And if the grain is good, go with it. <laughs> yeah. And and that's that's the truth of me, you know? So let's get into some news. So I didn't really prepare for this podcast because I I didn't really expect to make it. So um in the news you got Trump, I guess him and Kim Jong un got together and they talked some shit out. They didn't explain what. I didn't click on the icon, I just looked at the headline. They talked some shit. I know that Dennis Rodman wanted to be part of it, but they're like, No, you're good. You don't have to be. Trump says he's prepared to start a new history with Kim, but offers few details about their future. Let's see here. What else we got going on here? Wildfires near Colorado. It's been hot lately, so that's to be expected. Obama-era net neutrality has ended. What does it mean for you? That's weird. I thought they voted it back. Hmm. Whatever. Uh at t just got cleared to buy Time Warner in a massive $85 billion media merger. Mm. Man, Singular has grown. It used to be at t and you had Singular. Singular got so, so rich that they bought at t and then used their name because they're, you know, older. Now they bought the uh, Time Warner. I wonder what that CEO is like. See what else we got? Trump and Kim uh, killing volcano, more volcanoes. Uh, U.S. blacklist Russians. Mindy Kaling is super snarky. Thank you, Joe. Utterances, blah blah blah. People are really pissed about this. Uh, oh, I got that guy confused. Larry Kudlow suffers heart attack. Trump says. I confused him with uh, that Giuliani guy. They kind of look alike. God got into my body. Man accused of brutally beating mother. Burning body in the backyard. Hmm. Psychopath. Uh. Probably not to burp into the mic, but I couldn't help it. Mm, Anthony Bourdain uh, killed himself. That sucked. I really liked that guy. Things were looking up for that guy. He, um, he's learning jiu-jitsu, he's cooking, fucking successful, admired by millions, and he still killed himself. That's some shit, right? I mean, killing yourself and life's going good. Hmm. It's kind of a weird thing, right, if your life sucks? And then you got Anthony Bourdain, his life is good. I mean, all intents and purposes, he's got money. He can get women. That's that's a for sure thing. And he could cook, you know. And um, popularity. I mean, he could have friends if he wanted to. Uh, he's learning jiu-jitsu. He's got challenges to overcome. And life was so bad that he still killed himself and he had kids. 
rough, man. Cause like, I mean, you. Not everyone has it as good as Anthony Bourdain, you know. So when their life sucks and they don't kill themselves, what is them? What is preventing them from doing it? You know. I mean, maybe it's a mental issue. Mental issue. I don't know, man. It's weird, man. To have the mental fortitude to kill yourself. I mean, it's pretty intense. Try to bite your hand as hard as you can. And try to make blood come out of it. And grow up and become a titan. Whatever. Biting yourself to, to the point of bleeding is hard. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine taking your own life. I mean, shit. You don't fucking know what the end of this this journey is. It could be nothing. It could be something even worse. You don't know. There's a reason why we all fight to live, right? No matter how bad it is. And then there's some people that just just kill themselves. Maybe that's a genetic thing, man. Maybe that maybe that's a thing in which you have no control over. You just have a number, and when your time is up, it, that's it. That's pretty fucking dark, right? Let's get some happy news. Ron Howard tells. Fans, he feels badly about Solo, Star Wars box office. You're wondering, Uncle K-Dog, that doesn't sound very happy. I'm like, Ron Howard made Solo. You know, I I mean, he reshot 70% of it. What the fuck could he have done? They should have made that movie balls out funny. Alligator on Tarmac holds up spirit. Airlines pilot flight at Florida Airport. Okay. Uh, China warns citizens Vietnam after protests. Well, I'm working here, guys. I'm trying to find some good news here. Usually I have this shit queued up, but... Oh, God, man. Trump looks orange today. Trump says that without Otto Warmbier, North Korea summit wouldn't have happened. Vince Vaughn charged with the DUI. Yeah, that's a funny thing, man. Rich people getting DUIs. They they got money. Why can't they get an Uber? Or a taxi cab or something like that. I guess it's like a sense of feeling like they're in power. They don't want to let that go. I don't know. Avengers 4 director hints Guardians 3 occurs before Infinity War. Weird. There's only like two Guardians of the Galaxy characters. How the fuck does that work? Uh, Obama meeting, potential 2020 candidate, whatever. John, uh, what, what the fuck ever. Okay, that's it for news on that. Let's look at some geek news. Original Pink Ranger Amy Jo Johnson would love to direct a new Power Rangers reunion movie. That's kind of weird, right? You're just an actress. Do you direct movies? Whatever. You ever watch Power Rangers? I'm pretty sure if they if they made that into a movie, if they made that dark, you'd be set. Uh, Jordan Peele reportedly told Disney he wants to direct a Gargoyles movie. I love Gargoyles. Gargoyles was a great show. It was about... About back in the day, I guess, in Scotland... Um, these people and they had gargoyles with them. They worked together to, you know, strengthen the community. 
when the gargoyles were badass, man. They were like these demon-looking things, real strong, real, they could fly. But at sunlight, they turned to stone. So what they would do is protect the village at night, you know, and live their lives. And daytime, they would like, you know, stand up on to the castle and look away. And they would like turn to stone. They look like they're protecting even when they're sleeping. And the humans would protect the gargoyles. So, so it was kind of like a, you know, a symbiote kind of thing, right? Some shit happens. They get betrayed. And they get cursed by some wizard where the only way the gargoyles will come back to life is if is if it, their castle gets raised above the clouds. So this one rich dude named Xanatos who's deep in some shit, he builds this castle on top of the clouds and the gargoyles come back to life. He works together with them. Turns out xanatos is a bad dude the gargoyles are like what the fuck and they fucking figure out the new world they name themselves after cities like brooklyn uh, uh, parts of new york brooklyn goliath is the only one who has his own name they get with the cop chick shit happens bunch of shit happens throughout the show xanatos becomes a good guy at one point they got this one bad dude kind of oberon man this show was fucking tight so gar gar gargoyles was pretty tight I would, I would hope they make a TV show, not a movie. Whatever on that. Last of Us. We'll get in that. Let's see if I can get in that right now. Oh, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. What am I saying? Howard Duck. Look, let me tell you about some Howard the Duck. They're thinking about remaking this fucking movie, Howard the Duck. This movie is fucking atrocious. When I was a kid... This movie was fucking great. But I was a kid. You, know, you had a duck from another dimension or country or planet or whatever. And then some bean takes him there. And it takes him to Earth. is trying to live life. You know, and for some reason people are just totally okay with this duck. <laughs> it's weird. And uh, at the same time some demon comes into Earth too. And somehow... There's duck foo in play, and they have to kill this demon. What the fuck ever, man. And then Don and then Howard the Duck does some kind of a concert at the very end of the movie. Um, they're going to remake that movie. It's fucking stupid. Why get to remake movies? Just keep the past the past, guys. But I have to say, uh, there's an ability to bring the past, like people... Bring me, bring me back into like a conscious state. I was thinking like um, like in the future, some strange shit. I don't can't believe I'm saying this. I always thought like in the future, we're able to create these like people that you can like tune into the consciousness of a person, <laughs> and. Um, attune that consciousness with that body and then bring people from you know the past you know to the future i would be a candidate for that i would think i do that i say that because like i mean i'm on a podcast and i think like i'm out there somewhere and then you know like i would think that they would want consent right like if you had to give consent you're like yeah i give consent bring me bring me to the future right 
That's some crazy shit. Okay, guys, I'm going to let you in on some secrets here. I'm fucking drunk. You know, I've been drinking wine and shit and beer throughout this whole podcast. You have no idea. So my uh, train of thought is all over the place. (laughs) I don't even think I'm going to number this one. I think I'm going to totally call this one a drunk cast. Anyways, Howard the Duck. Um, What was I saying? Future mentions... They remake that movie. I think the only way to make Howard the Duck work is if they make it fucking rated R and make it violent. Howard the Duck is actually a badass and he kills people. Boom, done. You just made the best movie ever. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Crocodile Dundee's coming out with another movie, but this time it's not Crocodile Dundee. It's uh, the very excellent Mr. Dundee. So, it's a movie about the actor who plays Crocodile Dundee. And all he has to do is keep it together for this last movie or award show. They're going to award him with something. And he's just trying to be normal. And I guess life sucks for him. Whatever. Interesting movie. I'm all about it. There was tale of a movie. I remember watching the trailers at the Super Bowl of... um, it was like like Crocodile Dundee, the sequel, and it was like the prodigy of Crocodile Dundee. So Crocodile Dundee's kid is played by Danny McBride, and he's an idiot. I think that would have been a great movie. And then uh, Crocodile Dundee, if you ever watch the movie, he has got this friend named Wally, who is a pretend badass, but it turns out he's not. Or he's a badass, but he pre- it turns out he's not. And he has a kid, and it's Chris Hemsworth, and he's a badass. And that would work out perfectly because, like, Wally idolized Crocodile Dundee, so he would train his kid to be like Crocodile Dundee. So Chris Hesworth plays that character. And then Danny McBride, coming from a, from Crocodile Dundee, you know, his life is pretty good. You know, and then, you know, like, success breeds failure. You know, that's how life is. It's a cycle, you know. Uh if somebody has it good, usually they grow up weak. And then if you grow up in a weak area, you become strong. That's just how life is. I try to tell my kid that all the time. I mean, struggling and suffering is what creates stronger people. Weakness and complacency breeds like super weak people. Did I say weak twice? I don't know. This Modelo is pretty fucking good though. I'll tell you what. A new beer. They're going to make a Resident Evil 2 moop game. They're going to remake it. That was my favorite Resident Evil. Of all the Resident Evils that ever came out. If you're a big gamer, Resident Evil 2 is my favorite. By far. I remember playing with my friend uh, Danny. Bestest friend in the whole wide world back in the day. Life was really hard on me back then. So I really leaned on my friends. It's like a fucking brother to me. We had a falling out. Years pass, but, you know, shit gets weird, you know, over time, and you just forget that kind of stuff. But, yeah, man, me and him, he played that game, and, like, he played parts that I I already played, and uh, I, I was still scared. <laughs> I remember this one part, like, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> he was he was playing, and uh, there was this mirror, and you, I mean, it was a two-way mirror. It was an interrogation room. And you fucking, like, if you never played that game, you know something's going through that fucking mirror. But he was playing it, and because he went on one side of the mirror, he thought, 
that the side of the mirror that he was on on the other side how do I say this? He went into the room on the other side of the mirror, and then he went back to the room on the other side of the mirror. I don't know. How to, an interrogation room, as it were. He was like, well, because I've already been in that room, it should be all right, right? And me, being a, who played the game before him, knows that something's going through that mirror. I'm waiting for it, right? Oh. And then the fucking liquor comes out through that mirror, and he jumps. I jump because I'm scared again. And then he was like, man, I fucking thought it was all right because I was on the other side of the mirror. I'm like, no, bro. No. But, you know, what's funny is that those kind of moments in um, history cannot be repeated. I mean, it, it was a pretty cool moment that you can't recreate. You know, I've been scared before, but nothing beats that, dude. That shit was hilarious. Hmm. Hmm. Um, MTV's rebooting Aeon Flux. That's gonna go south. People are gonna love it. Alright, that's enough of all this. Uh, no more news. Let's go into um, some Riff Session. Riff Session! Session of the Riff. So, there's E3's going on. And what E3 is, um, electrical, I don't know, I actually don't know what the fucking word E3 stands for. But, what it means is all the game companies come together and they demonstrate what their best games are. And then nerds go crazy and make YouTube videos about it. <laughs> and, um, let's talk about some of it, right? So we got The Last of Us Part Last of Us was a great game. It was about a guy who lost his daughter in some kind of a weird zombie outbreak. Right? She got killed. Like the first like ten minutes of it, you're like crying your eyes out because this dude loses his daughter. Right? And uh, it fast forwards like ten years, and the fucking world went to shit. And uh, this guy, he becomes a a person of like violence he smuggles things that's what he does and he has to smuggle one more thing right lots of money right and he has to smuggle this girl named Ellie and she's awesome tough chick real tough right yeah smuggle her out he doesn't want to do it because he don't want to be attached to a little girl because he lost his little girl so he kind of projects in the end he ends up liking the chick shit goes gets real for him where he's like this is my little girl like he replaced his little girl with this girl and that's his life right and then it becomes a thing in which spoiler the world can be cured if they kill her so he ends up killing everyone to protect her right because she's the cure but he don't give a goddamn he wants to protect her her dying is him dying so he doesn't give a fuck about the world that's legit at the end of the game, uh, it's very ambiguous. She goes, so, is there anything you want to tell me? Like, did you kill anybody or some bullshit? Basically what he did. She's basically asking him, did you do all this bad shit to save my life? And then he looks at her and he lies to her and says, no, I didn't. She is the I can tell you're bullshitting me kind of person. So she knows. 
from my point of view. You could be wrong. Whatever. So they made a sequel to this game. Turns out she's a lesbian. Boom. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So they came out with the sequel to this game, right? And uh, she's tough, man. Ellie's a tough girl, man. She's tough. She's awesome. She's smart. You know, all that good stuff. So they made her full lesbian. Like, <laughs> she's a hardcore, like, look, bro. Don't fuck with me. Um, and uh, she, uh, the trailer shows her. Uh, it's funny because if you watch the trailer, it's like this one, like, I guess, beautiful chick. She's dancing. <laughs> she doesn't look beautiful, but I guess she's supposed to be beautiful for all intents and purposes. All these guys are ogling her, right? They're trying to get with her, right? Ellie's kind of sm smirking to herself in her dude outfit, right? This guy starts talking shit like, oh, I could get with her, da 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 Oh, yeah, she's so cute. Uh, okay, so the, the I guess the hot chick, for all intents and purposes, gets with Ellie. And they start kissing right in front of the dudes. So basically it's like a thing in which um, like, uh, like Ellie outplayed a dude. Right, so she's like, oh, I'm better than you, guy. So she gets with the guy. <laughs> this is the trailer, right? For Last of Us, she's like, I'm better than you. That's why I got this girl. <sighs> she max on her. Bah, 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 bah. Then it cuts to another scene of her killing another dude. She's stabbing this dude in the throat. Da, 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 da. Fuck you, you know that kind of thing. And then, um, I mean, then it shows some gameplay of her fucking killing a bunch of people. So. Look, I, I don't know. From the trailer, it feels like that the main um, game is about her. It makes kind of a sense, though, if you think about it. I mean, even before Last of Us 2 trailer came out, you would think the sequel would go with her. That's what I would think, right? See, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. Last of Us 2 will be good. I don't know. But... The Last of Us was such a good game of such epic proportions that the fans of the first game, without question, will buy the second game. Period. Done. They will buy the second game. And they inserted this whole lesbian aspect on her through the download content, but they, they pushed it hard this time around. And it's a thing in which, if the game... Okay, so like when The Last of Us came out, let me let me back back up a little. When The Last of Us came out back in the day, it was like no other game like it. There was no story out there. It was no game like it. Sure, it was kind of a zombie-esque kind of game. But no, there was no game where you throw a brick to create a noise to kill some fucking thing or person. I mean, the story was like above all else. There was nothing thing out there like it so you got last of us 2 okay if that game if that game isn't above the level of the first game okay take out the lesbian equation out Maybe say it was about her and she's not a lesbian or whatever the fuck right say that sequel was not above what the first game was People would hate it. Just like Destiny. When Destiny came out, it was like, holy shit, what the fuck? You know? And then people started shitting at it over time. But when the sequel came out, everyone was like, oh, this is okay. And then eventually they were like, fuck this game. 
The Last of Us 2 will not have that aspect, and I'll tell you why. Because if she, if she wasn't a lesbian, it would have that aspect. It would not make the expectations of the sequel that it should be. People would hate on that fucking game like no other. They would create YouTube videos just to shit on this game. But because she's a lesbian, that game will be protected like no other. There is no way that game's going to fail. That's The shitty thing about that, there's several things that are shitty about this. No one will be able to critique this game. For if they do, they're a homophobe. Period. Argument over. It doesn't matter if you think the game is the same as the other one. It doesn't matter if the game is doesn't push anything it's like it's it's lazy what they've done because because she's a lesbian if you say any goddamn thing about it you are a fucking homophobe that's what that movie that's what they're gonna do that's what they're gonna say or because she's female and she's the main character you're a misogynist you're a sexist obviously you don't want women to be the main character that's what's going to happen. So that game's going to get high accolades. That's just going to happen. And not anyone can stop that. Which is a bummer because if it was a sequel and the game was subpar, then you could have criticism and then you could correct, you know, like come out with a second game or download content or a third one that's even better or something but with this with this aspect of the social justice virtual signaling that they're doing psh, there's nothing you can do that's just the way it's going to be you get to see this game you're going to play it and you're gonna be like oh it's the best game fucking ever because if you don't you're a fucking sexist or you're a fucking homophobe or you're misogynistic which is the same thing as sexist but towards the guys <laughs> Well, that's shitty. It's kind of like Black Panther. When Black Panther came out, I thought it was an okay movie. But if you didn't say it was the best movie ever made by a human being, holy shit, were you racist? <laughs> and it was a joke I, I liked saying out loud. As soon as my friends were like, fuck, this movie sucked, or whatever the fuck, I was like, you're a fucking racist. <laughs> and I've seen people say that to that effect when they said the movie wasn't that great and they were called racist. I laughed so hard. I was like, of course you're the racist, right? Because no one can have an actual opinion. <laughs> I mean, because they're black. You know? Same thing here. I mean, not only is the main character a female, you can't talk shit about it. But she's lesbian too. Pfft, man, dude. All you needed some transgenders and you're done. You're done, son. Anywho. Yeah, that movie. That game's going to go far. I'll tell you what. And I like I like to see the people who criticize those games. and I can guarantee they will be called a homophobe or a misogynistic pig or something, something like that. Mark my words. This is 6-12-2018. I'm going to be right. You know, come come to your old boy K Dog. He sees he sees shit right. That's how it's gonna be. I hope it's gonna be a good game because it doesn't matter. I'm gonna fucking buy that game. That's gonna fucking happen. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> but um, if it sucks, I'll totally keep that shit to myself. Or will I? I don't know. But definitely, whoever talks shit about that game will definitely be called a sexist bigot. Star Trek Discovery did the same thing. Well, Star Trek Discovery was pretty good. I liked it. A lot of people did it. People, but this is what they had, though. 
people that didn't like it, I remember listening to them, had valid reason to not like it. But what did the creators say? What did those fucks say? They said, um, you guys are sexist and you're misogynistic. Oh, and because there was a black lady as the main character, you're fucking racist. You're a Nazi. That's what they said about these people who didn't like it. There are actual reasons not to like that show, and I saw them being valid. I like the show, by the way. But the people who dislike the show for not being too Star Trekky enough, that's valid concern. That's valid reason. But the new dynamic in America now is to shit on those people and say that they're racist. So, once again, here we go. Last of Us 2, they made her a lesbian. Here's another thing. Here you got a positive, strong woman, right? Uh, I mean, really, I really thought Ellie was a real strong character. I liked her witter. Witter. <laughs> I like her witty banter. Um, she's very smart. She was really no shit, no nonsense kind of lady. Cool. Fucking great. Great character. Good, good character development. They made her lesbian. And then she's doing, like, action-y parts. And I thought to myself, like, like, like women who are the main character, who are strong, you know, deep inside and witty, they can't be. They can't be the main character without liking other girls. It's like there's a thing in our society in which, like, strong women characters, if they get too fucking hardcore, they try to make them a lesbian. And it's not bad to be a lesbian, I have to say, but are you telling me that to be a strong woman character? You have to get with another girl and you have to be like hardcore dude bro. So, I mean, what is that? What is that weirdness that that is? So you're saying like pretty much they got to be a guy. I mean, you're okay, guys get with girls. Most 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 guys, you know, let's say 80% of them. Whatever number you want to associate. But more guys get with girls, obviously, because, you know, you have the world and, you know, they have babies. Fuck it. Maybe they're confused. Who knows? But generally, when you're talking about men, they get with girls, right? And you have action, action-y kind of things going on, right? So if you have a woman doing things that guys do, I mean, then what the, what the fuck? Where's woman power? women get confused about this shit too like if they want to argue about this shit you got social justice and all that like like if you're a fucking woman who's not like down for the cause i shouldn't say that oh uh, i should say down for some lesbian action say say you're straight right as a woman you're telling me your your group of people are not not uh not portrayed like like you you can't be a strong woman without liking other women and being strong and uh, attacking things and doing pretty much guy things that's what it feels like i mean that's what our society says it's like you know men can be strong or they can get with women or now you got women they can be strong or they can get with women or you know that's what you're doing when they want to push wonder woman doing that they want to push Valkyrie doing that. Valkyrie from uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. And now they got The Last of Us. Urgh, strong woman character. Got to make her a lesbian. I wonder if the Tomb Raider game is going to push her in that direction. I don't know. 
They couldn't connect it to another dude. It was just too hard. They tried, but they didn't work it out too well. But here we go again. A strong female character. She has to go towards guys. I mean, uh, girls. Uh, if you're a straight woman, wouldn't you be pissed that your uh, demographic was not being portrayed? I don't know. I'm just asking the questions. And what happens on the left, or most people who don't want to listen to questions, they want to like uh, stop you from talking. They don't want to think. They just want to, they just want to label you. They just want to say uh, you're misogynistic, uh, you're sexist, uh, rather than answering the question. Oh yeah, there's other. This is that. That's exactly what people would do, right? Oh, there's other strong women character. They do this and blah, blah. the fucking Last of Us is not like a normal game. It's like the above par kind of game, and you have the main fucking character. She's a chick. And you made her a lesbian. So it's pretty much you're saying, oh, we made a dude. <laughs> but she's female, <laughs> basically. I mean, fucking women's rights, hardcore. If she's a chick, make her a chick. Getting with, ch getting with dudes. Fuck it. Make her bi, if anything. But, like, she looks super dudish. But she's a chick. And that's your main character. Meaning, only guys could be badasses. And if you want to be a badass, you gotta look like a guy and get with girls. It's the only way you can be badass. And that's what you have with The Last of Us Part 2. I think that, though, that if this was my last podcast ever and they ever got a hold of it, I guarantee that the fucking thought process in the room was we need to appeal to a bigger demographic. You know, and they, they, they looked at the horizon and said, you know what? Social justice is where to go. Let's let's have female power because more people would be deep into it. You have to know that the gamers who are buying games are usually dudes. I don't know, man. They're going to buy this fucking game regardless because not many people are going to think about it. Ugh. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I know this game's going to sell well. Just like Destiny 2, huh? A lot of bitching and moaning going on there. Just saying. Let's see if I had some more shit to talk about about that. Oh, more Power Rangers. Alright, let's get on my notes. I think I'm ready. Let's see what we got here. Jordan Peterson versus Susan Blackmore. So, I YouTube the video about Jordan Peterson, and he's arguing with this one um, atheist, Susan Blackmore. Now, I guess Jordan Peterson's a hardcore Christian, I guess. And he uses religion and is on the backbone of explaining certain things. Just as if you used history or you used a story to push forward ideas. You know, like Aesop fables, you know, turtle in the hair and all that shit. He's just using allegory. Uh, whatever. So he argues with an atheist. Now Susan Blackmore with her colored hair. Straight up social justice, right? That's how you know you're talking to social justice. Female colored hair. <laughs> she was intelligent. And that's how discussion should go. She was very smart. She said articulate. And she said some shit. I wish she would teach classes on how to talk and etiquette. She knew what the fuck she was saying. However, 
There was one bad thing about all this. The fucking host. I hated that guy. I wanted to strangle him. I mean, I really wanted to strangle him and look him in the eye. Because he made me so mad. So, Jordan Peterson comes up with a, a subject. Right? They're talking about God and all that. Jordan Pe- Peterson um, rambles on as he usually does. I mean, like, if you li- if you follow his trail, it all makes sense. But for some reason, he hasn't figured a way to condense what he's saying in in short sentences he has to like really talk in long-winded sentences and i mean that's good if you listen if you're a listener but if you're not gives a fuck this guy just talks too much and that's one of my primary complaints about jordan pearson he makes me so fucking mad when he does that i agree with everything he says 90 percent of the time and i listen to what he says but he, he takes too long to get to the point. I mean, holy fuck, who are you trying to appeal to? I mean, you're trying to get to people who are going against the grain. But, I mean, holy shit, you could appeal to a greater audience if you figured a way to condense what the fuck you're saying. Because you just go on forever. So the mediator guy, the middle host guy, kept cutting off Susan Blackmore. Whatever the fuck she said, cut her off and let Jordan Peterson talk over and over and over. And then when Jude, And then when... She had something to retort, like say something back. She, he would cut her off and then go back to him. And, uh, I mean, if you were to be inclined to make a YouTube video, you could. You could write something to the effect of uh, Jordan Peterson belittles woman. Because, if I mean, if you let that shit go, cut the host out, and then just let that go, it seems like he's just interrupting her. 90% of the time, which he wasn't. He was actually enthused. If you, you can see there's a certain kind of energy in people when they're talking to each other. And when Jordan Peterson's talking to her, he's really enthralled in talking to her because he, it's like he found it intellectual at his level. So he starts talking to her and trying to win her to his side. And she talks. She seems interested in the conversation. These two people have differences in opinion. And they are together trying to come together come to a conclusion a new understanding about what they're talking about and themselves this fucking guy in the middle man i don't know maybe he's gay for jordan pearson like he wants some jordan pearson cock because that's what that was he's like oh i really want you because like every time she opened her mouth he would say oh, whoa, 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 let's let him finish <laughs> and jordan pearson would go on and ramble like he usually does and um, it was a very it was a sad thing because I feel like they could have gone somewhere with that because that's Susan Blackmore, man. She sounded very intellectual, especially with her memes and everything else. Whew. Yeah, would have been great. Let's see her. Could have gone deeper. Can't wait for someone to be cutting that up. Yeah, basically. Religion, belief, and intellectual pay gap. Ugh. That's it for that. Let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, that's it about that. Fuck that guy on who was mediating the two. Uh, legal immigrant pizza guy. Redefined word. Alright, give me a second. I gotta assess my note. So in the news, they had this one Mexican dude, right? He goes to a army base to deliver pizza, right? And I guess, I, I don't know how, but they turned him into ISIS, or not ISIS, <laughs> stupid, immigration, because he was an illegal immigrant. As it turns out, he was a guy who 10 years ago, you know, 
was uh, court ordered to return. They caught him for doing the illegal immigrant stuff, being an immigrant that wasn't legal. That's the essence of the word. They told him, hey, man, you get the fuck out of here. You stay. You can go to Mexico. The guy refused that, had a kid, or several kids, and remained a pizza guy. Right? So, a big deal here is, you know, what the fuck, you know, he's an illegal immigrant, blah, 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 you know. All right, all right, let's break this down. So, you got a pizza guy doing a menial job, right? Who's to blame? The company, right? Fuck that company. They hired him. They shouldn't have hired an illegal immigrant. All right, that aside. He's an illegal immigrant, right? What does that mean? Um, He didn't come through the normal process. To be an immigrant in America is actually pretty convoluted, very complicated. You have to talk to a bunch of people, take a fucking test that no American could pass, and then boom, you're a citizen. You can't be a terrorist or whatever the fuck, right? Then you're a citizen. But this guy, he couldn't accomplish that. So be it, right? He's waiting for his papers to process, but yet that makes him still illegal. So people are bitching and moaning, right? Oh, the fuck. The headline goes, immigrant you know, turned in by uh, government or whatever the fuck, right? So, what's problem is, is by definition, he is an illegal immigrant. He, he's an immigrant who did not go through the process of blah, 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 makes him illegal. So people are arguing, that's bullshit, he's, he doesn't hurt anybody. So, ergo the problem. We need to redefine the word illegal immigrant first before we start defending an illegal immigrant us as a society saying oh yeah man he's fucking an immigrant but he's illegal and like, no no you don't understand he has a family blah 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 blah. shut the fuck up he's still illegal we still have that word attached to it and you're like oh you're fucking racist right no God damn it. We need to redefine what that word means. You're a fucking murderer, a rapist, a thief of some sort. You want to cross over? Let's call you, that person, an illegal immigrant. Why don't we change the word to, hey, you're a family man working these shitty jobs to make ends meet? Let's not call you an illegal immigrant. Let's call you an immigrant. That's what we need to do. We need to redefine what we call an illegal immigrant an immigrant. It shouldn't be hard to get into America. You should just be able to get the fuck in there, right? If you're willing to work as a pizza fucking delivery guy for your family, whatever the fuck, in New York, you should be allowed to, right? But if you're a fucking terrorist or some shit, no. You shouldn't. You should be considered an illegal immigrant. So I, I implore everybody in America, let's, just, let's, let's take a step back from calling someone illegal and non-illegal. Let's just redefine what the word means. Because as it were, if you call it illegal, let's keep it there. Right? Let's discuss that. But if we redefined what that meant, then we wouldn't be arguing as much. You know, It's kind of fucking stupid to defend someone who's illegal you know but you know it's easier if you were to say oh he's illegal because he's a terrorist you know if he's just an immigrant 
you know, fucking delivering pizzas and shit, you know, like he was, and then he should be awesome. It should be all right. It should be applauded, you know, but fuck, we really need to figure this shit out. The wrong kind of questions and arguing is what's going on while people are bitching and moaning about, you know, you're an illegal immigrant or you're not an illegal immigrant, you're just an immigrant. You know, we really should re-figure, argue something else. Let's change what that word means. Okay, for instance, say that reading was illegal, right? Sounds not like not that bad, but some people, can if they read like how to make a bomb they could be bad you know so let's keep reading illegal because of those one minute fraction of people when they read shit they did they discover how to make bombs and then we're just shitting on people who are just reading uh don quixote and things like that they're not making bombs they're just being people let's fucking kill those people huh no let's redefine that if you read about how to make a bomb, make a bomb and kill some people, let's call you a terrorist. You know? But if you're reading, you know, uh, Dante's Inferno or some shit like that, let's not fucking throw you in jail. Now, if you're a person trying to escape that kind of thing, you know, like, I, I want to read Dante's Inferno, but in this country, let's not fucking shit on that person, huh? Why? Why would you shit on that person? Let's redefine what this means. Let's define uh, reading bad shit to make shit. Yeah, let's call that bad. But if you're reading, you know, American History X or some shit like that, then that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Same thing with weed, right? Weed right now at 2018, shit's being recognized as an okay thing. So what the fuck happened to all those other prisoners that went to jail for smoking weed, right? You know? So those people who were breaking the law, smoking weed as it were, just chilling, you know, they were breaking the law. Let's call that okay. And call the people who are, you know, smoking weed and cocaine or whatever and fucking killing people, let's call them bad. You see where I'm going with this? Sometimes, you know, we have laws that are defined as they were 100 years ago or whatever. And people are breaking those laws that are archaic and old and don't make sense. And um, maybe we should redefine these laws. That's my thoughts on that. <sighs> Open borders. You know, yeah, basically open borders. So I'm trying to say, you know, open the borders, but only to good people. Ah, figure a way out. Huh. That'll probably get clipped out. So, Quantico, this is a TV show, right? The FB, there's this FBI agent. She's pretty awesome. And she's like Indian. And they came up with the storyline in which there was like a, like an Indian terrorist that had nuclear bombs or whatever the fuck. Right, and then um, people didn't like that shit, so they demanded an apology. ABC apologizes, and uh, stupidity has occurred. So if I write a story about some Indian terrorists, fucking, I gotta apologize for writing some fucking story about a fake thing that never happened. 
you know, I and then I need Jason Voorhees to write a letter of apology for killing people at camps. I mean, that's what the fuck we're doing here. I mean, you know, like shit. Uh, TV shows are fake. You know, I mean, I don't know why the fuck when you create a TV story, you gotta apologize for some shit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's see, you're giving money to the poor. Hmm. Giving money to the poor is a good thing, right? If I see Bob and he's poor, he's living on the streets, and I give him a hundred bucks to do some shit, that's legit, right? But if I give June a hundred bucks, and she promises to give Bob and his friends some money, then, you know, kill free, right? All I gotta say is, is that if you're gonna give money away to some random fucking organization, which they are in turn supposed to give money away, um, hey, might look into it first, huh? I mean, then don't donate at all. Because you could be donating to an organization that doesn't do anything. I mean, if you really give a shit about the people who you want to give money to, do some fucking research. I have a story about that. I promise I wouldn't burp into the mic, but I can't help it. That's what I do. We donated money to this one girl called Nandar in Burma. And it was like, it was a thought between me and my wife that, you know, one day she'd grow up and get out of there and meet up with Seth and, you know, brother and sister kind of thing, you know, that'd be tight. It was a cool little fantasy that we had going on. We would donate. When she got to about 12, they would show us pictures, by the way, <laughs> and um, of her. I think she was nine or whatever. When she got to 12, Nandar and her poor little village uh, wrote a letter, right? And they, uh, it was called World Vision, they call it, right? That was the name of the organization. They, um, they wrote a letter and they said, hey, look. Oh, no, no, no. It was from Nandar, supposedly. Nandar goes, hey, look, my village is doing great. I don't need money anymore. But please donate to another fucking kid. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? Did the village just... <laughs> did the enlightening happen to the <laughs> to this village? <laughs> did they dis- discover, uh, I don't know, industrial age? I mean, they were fucking poor. Dirt poor. You know, we, we delivered a little bit of money. And that fucking fed them and all this shit happens. And they learned so much. Blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of it, I mean, she got too rich that she didn't need her money anymore that she needed us to donate to another fucking village, another kid in the village. I'm like, what the fuck? Wasn't that the fakest thing on the earth? It sounds fake. It sounds super fake. And to this day, I think it's fake. And that really soured my whole taste for these fucking organizations that 
I bet out of a million people, there's probably one person they're really donating the money to or something. But most of that money's just going to them. <laughs> I highly doubt they were down donating to Nandar. I don't even think Nandar is a real person. I think she's fake. <laughs> they have a, they have what I call a stock photo of this little girl. And as she gets older, like, fuck, you know, what are we going to do? They're going to want to meet this person. So we get we got to stop this shit young. They say that you can meet up with um, your person or whatever the fuck. But um, I think that's a lie, too. In retrospect, I wish I had did more research on this. But most of these fucking organizations are fake as fuck. 99% goes to the organization and only 1% goes to the actual person. It costs money to get rice from here to fucking Burma. You know. Um, I see here. What else I got going on here? Let me Let me look at my notes here. Oh, it's too silent. I don't like it. What do we got here? Altruism works. Yeesh. Alright. Here's my spiel about altruism. If you're listening to this and you're fucking rich, like holy shit Scrooge McDuck rich, you know, jumping into money and all that. And you're and you got cancer, right? Say you're a billionaire. Fuck it. Say you're a trillionaire. Right? You're donating your entire wealth, trillion, trillion dollars, to curing cancer. Holy shit, it's not enough. It just isn't. Right? It's not working. And you die. You have no money. This is altruism. You... Being a trillionaire, you somehow got other people to become trillionaires. And they donate their entire wealth to discover cancer. So you, three other people. That's four trillion dollars. A trillion dollars is not nothing to laugh at. That's a lot of money. But four trillion, that's amazing. That's extreme numbers. Let's say a billion. You know? you got 10 other people to uh, donate. That's $10 billion. Think about it. Altruism, that's that. Where everyone is trying to fix the same problems you want fixed that you couldn't do alone. You like to think that when you're rich, you have all the money in the world, but you really don't. There's other people. If you get those people to have money in the world, then they could donate as well. Adding to the pot. Adding to the amount of money that could go into curing cancer to help you stay alive. That's altruism. When you go to the moon, just America, we learned so much. We learned how to do MRI and all that stuff. Clean the oxygen of CO2, all that good shit, right? How better... And we discovered so much technology in that small amount of time, from 60s to now, right? Imagine if three other countries did the same thing and created technology of that nature. You would have four countries that have 
technology that's like way ahead of the rest of the world, right? That's something to think about, right? When you think about altruism, you know, altruism fucking works. It's the only hard part is when you're on top to get to the on top, you have to be a loner and shit. You have to be ruthless, kill others, and just be number one. And that's hard because how is it you get to that point and you think to yourself, well, fuck, if I got other people to my point, you know, then shit could get solved. It's hard to think that way. That's altruism. Man, a long-ass podcast. It's only an hour. Oof. I got further than I thought. All right, here we go. 9-11. 9-11 happens, right? I'm sitting 6 in the morning, San Diego, something like that. I think it's 6. I don't know what it is. I have to go to college, right? English, I think it is. I'm up earlier than most people, and I hear fucking screaming. I lived next to white trash, trash, ghetto, people screaming all over the place. I'm like, what the fuck is this screaming about, right? So I turn on the TV. I I turn it on, and I see one building on fire. And I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. I was like, obviously an accident. That was my first thought. Accident happened. Plane crashed into a tower. So I watched the news as I'm getting ready. And then I saw another plane crash into the other building. And I'm like, whoa, shit, man, that sucks. And, and like, I'm, I'm pretty stupid. You have to understand this. I'm pretty dumb. I thought that second plane, man, what are the odds of that mistake? And then I saw the headline, we're being attacked. I'm like, oh, shit, we're being attacked. Well, that sucks, right? as far as I went with that thought I get because I'm poor I have to go to the trolley which is about a mile away from where I live which is weird because I'm so used to walk I was so used to walking to it walking that distance I didn't give a fuck 24th street to fucking 24th street uh, trolley station is about a mile google you know huh. I used to walk my best friend the whole wide world Adrian we'd walk we're walking, I turn to him, I says to him, hey, we're being attacked, man, planes are crashing into buildings. He looks at me and says, well, fuck, that sucks. And we walked to school. I don't remember much from that point on. I remember getting to school, right? This shit goes down. We're in English class. You kind of tell shit's real, you know? People are scared. Uh, for some reason, her teacher breaks us up. In the groups. This is college, by the way. I don't, I don't know if this is normal, but back in my day, this was the thing. They broke us up into groups to talk this shit out. Ugh. Me in my head, I'm thinking, eh, shit, we're being attacked. Oh, well. But there's people out there. They were like, holy shit, we're being attacked. Let's be afraid. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Doesn't the terrorists want you to be afraid? That's why they're terrorizing you? You know, they're like, they're attacking, you know. But uh, that stopped. That's just a fear tactic. You shouldn't give in to it. You're letting him win at that point. That's That was my immediate thought. I'm an idiot, and that's what I thought. Girl's like, oh, fuck, I fear for my family. I held my daughter. Uh, I noticed something there. 
me and Adrian were pretty poor. And we had a struggle for everything we ever had from that point. You know, we're not special. We were born with the thought process of we're shit and we know it. That's just the way it is. We're not, you know, oppressed in the way of saying we're black. You know, so, you know, respect us. Don't say the N-word. You know, fucking, you better, like, respect me because I was oppressed. We didn't have that kind of luxury. We were just fucking poor. (laughs) We were not too poor, like in Africa. We're just poor in America. You know, which was common for us, I guess. <sighs> and that's, you know, I mean, like, we struggled. That's it. That's it in life, you know. Like, you struggle. I, I try to teach my kid that. That's life. Life is about struggle. Some people have it better than others. The, the trick is not hating on those people. That's what the fuck you need to do. You need to think to yourself... Not what they did, but what I could have done better. That's how life works. That's the reality of things. And, I mean, with all these kind of philosophies rolling around in your head, and planes crashing into a fucking building, you think to yourself, that sucks, man. This shit's rough, man. But we'll get through it. Well, it's crazy, but we'll get through it. And look at, look at it now. We got through it. But at the time, there was a lot of panic. There was genuine panic. But I know that me and my friend, we were not panicked at all. And that's just the way it was. And you're wondering, what the fuck is the point of the story, right? I'll tell you what the fuck the point of the story is. Is that a struggle breeds a stronger person. When you work out, it hurts. And then at the end of it, you're stronger for it. If you lay in your bed all day, you're fucking weak. You can't do shit. People who have it pretty good, they see planes crashing into buildings or, you know, people not respecting your right to be a girl and or guy and or guy or girl, depending on your mood. And um, their feelings are hurt all the time. Meanwhile, if you ever struggled, you know, not eat a couple days, eat a corner of a top ramen. Every, I used this is how poor I was. It was top ramen, right? I was like eight. Yeah, eight. We this is how we do it because we were fucking poor as fuck. My dad was a failure. He would um. We would eat a quarter of a top ramen, right? So you would, if you, okay, a top ramen is noodles. It's like instant r- noodles, all right? It's a, it's, a, it's a square. And what you would do is break it in half and then break that half into a half, and that's a quarter. That's how much we would fucking eat a day. <laughs> I mean, we would eat that for breakfast, like a quarter, and then, like, lunch, you know, That'd be the other quarter, and then dinner would be the other quarter. That's that's how life was, right? I mean, that kind of mentality of eating just a little bit of pasta or instant noodles breeds a strong will. It just does. You don't even know it, though. That's the thing. You just think, that's life. That's how how it's supposed to be. So when you see a plane crash, you're thinking, 
sucks that that plane crashed. Wonder if I'm gonna eat today. <laughs> See, you're you're already struggling before you even knew what you were struggling. What struggling was, you know. And then when a plane hits a building, you know, everyone's like, for the first time in their lives, like, holy shit, what the fuck do we do? No one's safe. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, shit, I have a lot more to talk about, I thought. I don't know. But that's something I try to teach my kid every day. I mean, strong strength comes from struggle, you know? It's not like I'm putting rocks on him as he's fucking, you know, walking throughout life. You know, if he wants to watch TV, he's going to give me push-ups. That's what the fuck he's going to get. And let's play some video games. You can go play some piano for 10 minutes. That's what's going to happen. Because everything in life that's good is earned. And it's not about what you want. It's about what you need to do to get it. And that's how life works. That's something I want to train them in. I didn't understand that growing up. I always thought that, you know, what you want isn't what you need. I mean, it's just to survive, really, you know. Um, let's see here. Tennis player making the same amount of money. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, I guess female tennis players are like wanting the same amount of money as male players. Now that's kind of fucked up, right? You're thinking they should have already been making that amount of money. Problem. They make money depending on how much people, how many people are watching their show. If a hundred people are watching men playing tennis and fifty people are watching women play tennis, why the fuck do women should get the same amount as guys? Right? That's not so sexist, right? Fuck you. You're not thinking straight. I want you to reframe what you're thinking. If if more people are watching women tennis, then they should get paid more than men. That's how it should work. It's ridiculous that we have this way of thinking that um, <laughs> capitalism is the ultimate sense of freedom, right? Because if if everybody wants to go to store A and nobody goes to store B, it shouldn't be that everyone is forced to go to store B. That's Marxist, right? If not everyone is watching the girls play tennis as they are watching the guys, then they shouldn't get paid as much, period. Because that's the way it is. Life is not equal, everybody. Some people thought that. I don't know why they thought that. Because they think... I don't know. They think that life is fair, but know this: there are people born in this world to suffer. That's the way it is. There's other people born in this world to have a great life, and then there's the people in between. And you can either accept the reality of things and understand, you know, like you you need to like work hard to get what you need, or you need to like just accept your reality. Either way, I mean, that's how life is. People as it is now in this century don't want to watch tennis as much as they want to watch the guys play tennis. I, okay, by the way, I don't even watch tennis. I don't give a shit who's playing. But the numbers stand for themselves. I mean, if they do the statistics, more men are watched than girls. 
So therefore, more men should get paid more. If it was the reverse, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But in reality, it'd be it'd be the same fight, right? Oh well. That's what we do as a people. We jump towards what we feel is wrong as opposed to understanding the facts of a thing. I remember um, I was on Twitter and I saw a picture of a kid behind bars. And the words that was placed were, it's like a meme. It said, as this is what America is now. And I thought this was in reference to how... Um, Mexicans were separated from their families or some shit. They're like, wait the fuck? They're putting these Mexicans in cages? That's fucking bullshit. So I look into it. Turns out there was a protest in Texas where they were like, they're like, oh, kids are in cages. And they would post that picture everywhere. And everyone thought, holy shit, what was me? And everyone reacted, Twitter rise. But in reality, it wasn't a it wasn't a thing at all. It was a picture stock photo of a picture of a kid behind bars, which wasn't real. And that's the thing that fucks everything up, right? Immigration's a thing that to be argued and reformed should be changed. It shouldn't be a thing in which you lie and say, oh yeah, kids are being put behind cages. That's fucked up. Because you're, what you're doing is you're empowering the bad guys. The bad guys will say, hey look, they're fucking liars. Look, see, there's that. Just like when those priests were fucking little kids and the, and the church didn't go after them and said, eh, you know, the church is just as bad. Same thing here. If you don't fucking call out the people who are lying, like... Hey, Mexicans are behind cages. You know, those are fucking lies that will lease that picture. I mean, surely that's probably a real thing happening in some deepest, darkest part of Mexico. <sighs> Anywho, I'm a little fizzled out. I'm not gonna lie. This is the cabinet podcast for me. I'm gonna say some things here. I have some things to say. Look. One of my monikers in these podcasts is to be the better person than you were yesterday. And that's a true statement. All of us should strive to be better people. If we strive to be better people and listen to what each other is saying, we might be surprised about what they're saying. I mean, sometimes people are idiots. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, Seth, if you're listening to this, you know, listen to others. I know other people don't. That's what they do. They don't like to listen. But don't let the world shape you. You should shape the world. (laughs) It's weird, right? By listening to others and being a stronger person, you can inspire people to do the same. You can never force a person to listen to another person. But if you were demonstrating that through listening to other people things can be accomplished other people could then very well do the same so like I say as always be the better person than you were yesterday and always head on a swivel stay frosty
devil is free.